This is SAFM Sport. Okay, let's have a quick chat then with the now former coach of the Springbok Sevens women's side, Coach Paul Delport, who's handed in his resignation. We're told it was last month, but we'll get more clarity from him. Coach, good evening, and thanks for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Oh, it's a big pleasure, Teresa. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. I mean, your resignation caught some people by surprise, but just to be clear, when did you hand it in? Was it immediately after the World Cup? Um, no, so obviously had a um, had a chat to our HP manager Lynn Cantwell afterwards, um, and then she obviously just said um, there were there were quite a few things going on. Um, but I pretty much made my decision then, and then um, I handed handed my resignation in, yeah, almost uh, almost a month ago, uh, about three weeks ago, because I'm on gardening leave at the moment, and mm. my last day is the 21st of October. Okay, and and how do you look back at your time then as coach of this team? Because you did have some success, including winning the Africa Cup a few times. You also took them to the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, I think I mean, in terms of you know the, the wonderful people I got I, I got to work with in the program, you know, management and players. I think that was great. I mean, um, you know, from a from a pure learning experience, you know, I I had no support, uh, you know, from the from the outset. So I was kind of forced to to uh, fumble in the dark and come up with my with my own plans. So on the on the one hand, it was very frustrating, um, but on the on the other hand, you know, we were forced to be innovative. We were forced to you know try try and think out the box, and I think also just do things differently, you know, to the way I had to do it when I was the academy coach with the men. You know, there mm-hmm. there were proper systems in place. You know, we had we had good systems that were, you know, that were bringing you know very good players through. Um, and then and then obviously I think you know your your roles are a bit more defined. You know, whereas with us, the women's program, I've, I've always just felt you know it's a it's a it's a box to tick. You know, we we must go and we must go and participate. Um, and I, I never really felt we were given an opportunity to go to go out there and actually be competitive with some of the top teams in the world. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's my, my long convoluted way of saying that's, that's pretty much why I'm, why I'm, I'm leaving now. And I think, I mean, I think it's good. We must clarify. I'm not, I'm not stepping away. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaving because, because the situation is untenable. You know, we're not being given what we need to go and perform um, at the, at the top level. Yeah, and and what is that lack of support that you were crying out for, coach? What are some of these maybe promises that have not been delivered on? Yeah, I think it's I think it's tough. You know, there there were never promises made. You know, I must say when I when I when I took over, you know, things were, wasn't the worst situation ever. We at least had a had a full time program. Mm. Um, but again, you know, if you if you if you're just looking at the at the grand scheme of things, we know you know it's the same old story. You know, the the ladies don't have any commercial verse, and there's no there's nothing attached to the brand and this and that. But you know, my my thought as a you know as a as a lowly coach who doesn't know much about that, but we've never afforded these talented young women the opportunity to become a brand. We've never the optics around women's rugby have never been good. The visibility has never been good, um, and I think you know we we obviously had a had a full time program, but didn't have enough resources to go and do what needed to be done. There are no worthwhile development or development systems or pathways like the men have. You know, the EPD one, two and three where you you know you have SS schools and you have S under twenty and all these gold and green squads. You have talented, you know, young players who've been in high performance environments coming through. You know, we've we've got the YTCs uh, that function under sixteen and under eighteen level. And it's all geared for mass participation, so that doesn't help me, you know, in the in the high performance realm. And then from under 18, there's nothing, so we lose so many players, um, you know. So now there, there weren't you know, very many promises made, but I think the crux of the matter for me is if you look at 2020, COVID hit everybody hard, and you know, I'm, I'm very understanding of that. But the the women's sevens program was the only national program that was scrapped. Um, you know, it's pretty 
pretty pretty simple. And and I would think you you would have raised this concerns then to SA Rugby. What 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 was the reaction then, Coach? Uh, you know, not not uh, not very much. You know, I must I must come in. Lynn, Lynn Cantwell, who's come in, she's come in last year as the HP manager. Um, you know, finally there was at least someone who would who would listen. I mean, I've been banging my head against the wall for five years. Um, you know, the the games are very different. You understand to be seen that fifteens and sevens are very different. It's like test cricket and T twenty cricket. Mm. You know, you need you need specific personnel. And for us if we if we are not gonna go out there and go and look for these for these crossover athletes and, and we're not gonna create an environment where they can where they can actually develop quickly because that's what, you know, the top people the top you know, countries in the world did, and and again, I'm very aware. So if you if you name the top eight seven nations in the world, seven of them are first world countries with resources. But in saying that, South Africa is a third world country, but the Springbok brand is the biggest rugby brand in the world. Mm. So I don't see why we're not you know putting more into this. Women women's rugby is where the where the growth is. I feel, and obviously I'm biased because I'm there, mm. but that's where the growth is, and we just we just unwilling to do what needs to be done in terms of investment. And resourcing, um, and I just don't understand our conservative mindset. Why we won't do it? Is is, is it a, is it a lack of will, or is it the fact that it's just women's rugby that's not being taken seriously? Because, like you said, I mean, Springboks rugby is a brand, and we've been made to believe that um, it's very healthy way it is at the moment across all formats and across the board. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 obviously you know my my experience is very isolated and it's very insular. I'm just talking about the women's yes. sevens program. You know, again, there is there is very little transparency across the board at SA Rugby anyway. So I don't know what goes on in the in the in the other systems. But you you look at how well the Springboks are doing because they because they they're well resourced. Mm. You know, and the unions are well resourced. They're well run. They're smart people doing things there. And I just think that the thing for us is, is that we, in terms of women's rugby, have never understood, uh, never understood what the initial capital outlay needed to be, what the investment needs to be to make this work. And and, and I know there's difficulties, financial difficulties and things. But you know, if you if you want to do something, you find a way. And if you if you don't want to, you keep on doing you know what 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 we've been forced to be or being forced to do over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And and you mentioned the word conservative, coach. Would you say maybe there's a lack of will uh, to change, or they're still holding to those traditional values? Because the same argument comes up in football when we say some of the big teams don't have women's team, and when we try and dig deeper into what the real problem is, it's just that people are just holding to those traditional values and they're just not willing to change. Yeah, I think I think that's certainly part of it. But I I also think, and you know, we we do understand the fact that it's that it's it's about making money. You know, it's about it's about business, and I understand at the moment. You know, the women's game in general. You know, women's sport is a burgeoning industry. Um, but but you know, I might I'm, I might sound a bit uh, funny saying this, but I don't I don't believe we we actually have the people that know what to do yet. It's always been a copy and paste thing for the for the women, and you can't copy and paste the the men's program to the women. There's no there's no girls playing rugby at school. There's no worthwhile club systems. There, you know, there's no varsity cup for women there's no proper provincial program for the for the ladies so you can't copy and paste you know we really have to relook at things and you know all of us in the in the women's program have had ideas for years we've just never been able to actually explore them properly and implement them properly and i guess the consequences of this would be the results like we've seen from the from the rugby world cup sevens yeah you're right Lisa. i mean i think i think it's, it's very easy to explain in the simplest of terms there were 16 teams there uh, 13 of them are fully professional uh, programs with contracted players and full-time programs. 
three were not, and that's us, Colombia, and Madagascar. And we finished 14th, 15th, and 16th. It's pretty simple. Those three teams. Yep. Sure. So, Coach, having been in the job for five years, then what's kept you going with all these challenges that you faced here? Yeah, I, I just think I've, I've always been, you know, firstly, it was obviously the talented young women I worked with. And I've, I've, I've always been someone who's wanted to fight for the underdog. Um, you know, I think Sevens was very much like that when I was playing, obviously, years and years ago. It was kind of all the misfits who couldn't make it in, in, in 15s. And I think that's that's kind of always been you know, our, our approach, that kind of doggedness and wanting to prove people wrong. Um, and I think it, it was also it was just a, a massive challenge, you know, leaving the men's program. When I left mm. the men's academy program, the guys were the, the World Series champions. They're the best team in the world. So to go and try and build something, uh, you know, and try and put something together and also just put, you know, put your own fresh ideas um, onto something. I think that was that was something that I that I I really enjoyed. But also in saying that, you know, I, I look at it now and just the the, the frustration that was, you know, that was that was ever present. Um, it's just it's just taken its toll. Um, and I think I'm also just jaded. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of chats about things changing, but again, I don't I don't see that. You know, the 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 proof must be in the pudding. So if things are changing, put your put your put your money on the line. Um, mm. And show us, show us that you're going to do it. You know, as the two of us sit and chat now, it's halfway through October. Mm. There's not a single women's player or women's management member in the national program that has a contract for next year. Um, sure. So, you know, how how can we say that we're taking this seriously? We we're not. Sure. And then, how do you keep the players motivated then during your time? I mean, you've been quoted as saying that you were tired of lying to the players, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I was I was very very lucky there, and, and and it's again it's something it's something that you know kind of professional sport does, and it's and it's I think we we all understand what it's about is that these these players want to play because they want to play international rugby and they want to make it on the on the world stage. But I think at the moment, if you just look at it, I mean the Bulls are the only people that are talking about starting to contract ladies. Um, but then again, you know, is it proper contracts? If you're going to offer someone five thousand rand a month, is that worthwhile to go and play? And again, I don't know, um, you know, what what the numbers are, but I've I've been around in the women's game for five years. I mean, even longer than that. I started when I started coaching in 2015. Mm-hmm. I was Renfro Davil's assistant coach when he was the, the the head coach of the women's program, and and this has always been a problem. Even now at uh, at uh, SA Rugby, it's fantastic that we are contracting women, and I think it's a big step forward. But is it worthwhile for these ladies? Are we expecting them to put their lives on hold? for something that might not materialize or are we making it worthwhile for them and so what would you advise the players are there better opportunities overseas then well absolutely if they if they if they can get overseas i mean obviously have a have a look at what club you're going to and have a look at the landscape there but we all know and it's no it's no secret we are very very far behind here um, and the level the level's low i mean for us i mean i can give you a bit of insight i mean we when when we prepare for tournaments, we play against the men's academy. We play against guys because there's no one to play against. Um, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no high-level rugby happening in South Africa, um, aside from, from the national program. Um, and we do, we're doing these young women a, a, a disservice. You know, we, we function at a, at a low level and then we must go and, um, you know, play on the international stage against Australia, New Zealand and Fiji and France. And then, I mean, is it, is it any surprise that we, that we don't do well? Um, and it's just tough because we have good enough players. I feel the, the players are talented, but mm. we're just not giving them, um, you know, what what they need to go out there and actually be competitive at that level. We're basically not giving them the same support that we give the men. Yeah, I mean, I, 
uh, you know, maybe maybe I just live in a dream world. But if if that's the talk, if you're saying that the women are priority, then you know, um, put up, you know, put that up and uh, show everybody that they that they are priority. Uh, you know, that's the that's the decision that needs to be made now. And and I'm stepping away because I don't think the people that are currently making the decisions that is rugby are going to do that. For those who are just joining us, we're just catching up with the former coach of the SA Women's Sevens rugby team, Paul Delport. We'll wrap up our conversation shortly, but we've got a voice note. Let's play it. You know, uh, good evening, Tabby. So it's very shocking that um, if you look at the World Cup, I don't think we'll even go to the knockout stages of the World Cup. The mere fact that the likes of England, um, I think they're in a 35-run undefeated streak coming into this World Cup. You, you will correct me, but... You know, the Springboks are the world champions and we are celebrating them. And no one is speaking about the women's Springboks because SA rugby has simply neglected the women's game in South Africa, even provincial rugby. We don't know most of those players are in that Springbok women's team. I think I only know Babalu Alacha only in that team uh, who has played overseas. Other Others, I just don't know them at all. It just shows that. And also Nadine Ross, I know her because I saw her um, playing for the seven. So... It shows that SA rugby has simply neglected even schools rugby. You know, they are not elite schools in South Africa. Elite girls' school are not playing rugby in South Africa. Even the provinces struggle when it when it's time to pick youth uh, teams. So uh, overall, Tabi, so SA rugby have simply neglected our game, and I don't know what needs to happen. Thank you, Libra. Okay, thanks for that, Libra. Coach, what needs to happen then? I know you're not in the position anymore, but what would you like to see? Yeah, you know, we just we just really have to build systems from the from the ground up, and I think the most important thing. It, it sounds very simplistic, but it's is just to get that buy-in. You know, as we were saying, where are where are the feeder systems? Uh, you know, for the for the for the national coaches who who want to go and be competitive on that international stage, they they aren't any. Um, and and again, you know, that's 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 part of my decision. I think you know things things are are happening slowly um, in 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 certain ways. But those those things are happening too slowly, um, and I think for someone who's already been around for five years, I don't see things changing uh, anytime soon. And again, it's, a, it's 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 like you're saying. I actually, I actually don't think people in South Africa know what to do. That's why we've been in this situation for for ages because it it is we we know exactly what to do, but then we need to be properly resourced. I mean, I was chatting to you know in a in a in a in a meeting at uh, Sorry House a couple of weeks ago, and they said you know. What do I need to start this program? I said I need I need a hundred million rand a year, mm. and that's never going to happen. So we we actually never going to be able to to do what 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 needs to be done, and I'm 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 not talking about you know competing kind of low level or middle level or just qualifying for the series. If we really want to be a force to be reckoned with on the world stage, that's literally what it's going to take because we have no no systems in place, absolutely mm. nothing. And as we wrap up, Coach Paul Delport, you've won a lot of admirers for just your honest assessment here and speaking from ex- from your experience. Do you, uh, why did you feel the need to speak out? Do you hope that it will lead to some change or, or were you hoping to highlight the challenges that you face so that something can be done? Yeah, to be fair, I think a, a bit of both. And, and to be honest, I just, I just, I just feel it's uh, unacceptable in, in, in the world we live in now for, for people to say certain things but actually, but actually not, not do them. Um, and I've also been, I mean, personally, I've been, I've been bullied at SA Rugby. Uh, I know exactly what my place is. So I just felt it was a decision I made. I could easily have just, you know, kind of uh, 
slinked away um, and been angry about things, which I must say I'm not. Um, I just I just feel that the people in those positions they need to be put under pressure, and and you know things things need to change. And I'm 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 really hoping this wave will change it again. Please, I'm I'm under I'm under no illusions that I'm important. Um, I was very very happy just to have played you know to, to have played my role and to be given an, an opportunity to coach these talented young women and to and to coach rugby on an on an international stage. But I, I also you know as 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 I went through my journey, I understood that my my role or the the role that I need to play actually actually is a hell of a lot more than that and all all I want to see uh, is this is the women's program being taken seriously and and unfortunately it's it starts with resourcing mm. and it starts with visibility and it starts with a with the optics surrounding it you know i've I've found and I know it's the same for you today the easiest thing is to be negative and i I think that's what I want people to know is that I'm not being negative I'm just being honest mm. people need to know the truth they need to know what's going on. Um, I'm not. My intention is not to throw anybody under the bus, but if you at the top and you're making decisions and you're making the wrong decisions, you must you must be held to account. I mean, that's like that's like our government. Mm. <laughs> that's why our country's in the position that we're in. It's okay. because everybody's yeah. just let this crap go for 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 how long? Um, and and I think that was that was my decision to to just come out. You know, it's not to badmouth anybody. Yeah. Um, I really hope the Springboks win the World Cup next year. I hope the 15s team does well and, and beats Fiji this weekend. I really hope the women's sevens team does incredibly well, you know, in, in Dubai and catch on at the at the end of the year. I'll 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 always be a fan, but things things need to change. And I'm not willing to to uh, peddle a lie anymore to these to these talented young women. Yeah, and and I think you've 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 got the credibility to speak, coach, because you've got the currency. You've played, a, a, you you've been a true servant of South African rugby. You've kept in the under 19s, under 21, the blitz box, and like you've mentioned, you've coached the rugby sevens academy. So I think you've got you other you've got the you you can speak out. You are allowed to speak out because you've done it. You've put in the hard yards. But are you not worried now about being victimized, coach? Because that's what's happened. What happens to people that speak out? And like you're saying, you're hoping that change comes out of this. But but we know how the systems are. You know, SA Rugby is not accountable. We can't even get them on the radio to come and respond because they just don't <laughs> want to do those interviews. But are you not yeah. worried about your future now within SA Rugby? No, I mean if they if that's if that's if they if they want to bully me and that's the level that they're going to stoop to, then it just it shows the true colours. But I don't I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think that that the people in upper management and the decision makers there know that what I'm saying is the is the truth. And 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 at some point they had to have known that they were they were going to be called out. Um, and again, as you were saying, it's not it's not it's not personal. Things things just need to change. Um, and yeah, you know, as you were saying, it's definitely something that that I I have considered. Um, but again, I think I think my my role here is greater than that. I'm not going to be selfish, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm certainly not scared um, of being of being steamrolled or you know as you said, um, you know I've been I've been bullied enough uh, you know over over my over my 21 year uh, playing and coaching career. Um, I'm not I'm not too worried about that anymore. Okay, coach. Thanks for speaking to us. Thanks for the insight, and we really hope something good comes out of what you've had said. And people don't take it personal, and they actually look at what you've said in detail. And we hope that there is change for the women's game. Yeah, absolutely. We can we, we can only hope. And again, thank you for for I think just giving giving the women's program the airtime it needs. Um, I think that's the that's the only way it's going to change if if uh, people know what's what's going on and mm-hmm. people actually buy in and and are are willing to step up and uh, change things. So thank you. Uh, 
so much for just giving us some airtime. Okay, thanks, Coach. Former coach of the SA Sevens Women's Rugby side, uh, that is Coach Paul Delport there. And Libra, you make a very good point. I mean, not a lot of people know the players. Nadine Ross was here. We've had her in studio uh, before. She's spoken to us and she's given us a bit of a background. Everybody thinks Babalo Lacha is the, is, is the Bok women's captain in the 15s game. And, and she's not, but she's just that she came into prominence when Nolis Indisoboy was injured. And there were a couple of matches that they were playing. And then Babalala just stepped up and she became captain. But right now at the World Cup, Nolis Indisoboy is actually the captain. And I've even seen some posters or some reports saying Babalala is the captain. And that shows how little people know about the women's game. Yeah, Zintlam Pupa is actually the one that plays overseas. She's the center. She went to... Did she go to Wasps? I think she went to us, so I'm going to check that. Uh, Wasp is the, is the team in Coventry that's now gone into administration, but she's the one that's actually been playing overseas. So, yeah, and there's a World Cup and there's not much noise. It just seems like it's just a by the way, by the way, let them play. And, you know, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this make me, what did Mbalula say? Make me look nice projects. This is what's been happening with SA Rugby. And I'm not surprised by what the coach, what the coach is saying here because... We know the attitude when it comes to SA rugby. We've experienced it firsthand. Even if you want to talk about Springboks, if you want, if 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 you want to talk about the Sevens, there's just no willingness to talk to people. You know, they only want to do interviews on TV where you must pay subscription subs subscription fees and that's why their game is being sold to the highest bidder also ordinary people who can't afford to pay 1000 rand a month can't even watch the spring box on tv uh, they clearly not the target market of the spring box you know so yeah you really wonder what the priorities are of sa rugby actually we know what the priorities are they're just about money it's not about being stronger together not at all trust me